We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Today is Friday, January 27th, 2023. Senate launches investigation into Project Veritas Pfizer bombshell. Paul Pelosi footage is being released during this show, and we will play it for you. Jill Biden saves Joe from questions about his scandal, hides him behind Chinese dragon. It's all real. We'll play you the footage. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we come bearing glad tidings. It is Good News Friday, so why don't we start off with some good news, rare good news these days. Republicans with a backbone, that alone is in and of itself a headline. But now Marco Rubio from great state of Florida is launching an investigation into Pfizer. Ladies and gentlemen, Pfizer executives are being asked to testify and answer questions inside of a Project Veritas bombshell video that was released this week. Now, we're going to break down the video. We're going to break down the claims made in the video by the Pfizer executive, and we're going to talk through what this video purports and how dangerous uh, these actions would be by Pfizer, uh, the biggest drug company and pharmaceutical company in the world. What a horrific uh, 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 detail and what a horrific uh, thing to do, quite frankly, uh, to the world population and true banality and evil in our time. But let's begin with the breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Marco Rubio saying that the director of Pfizer, Albert Borla, President and CEO of Pfizer needs to answer questions based on the Project Veritas video. That is very good. This is all very good because what you need is you need teeth. The subpoena is a very powerful thing. The congressional testimony is a very powerful thing. You can compel somebody. These are legal terms. And now Pfizer is going to be on the hook answering questions about this video. And by the way, if Pfizer had answered any questions about this video, we will bring them to you. We want to know the answers. Much like with Paul Pelosi and the hammer attack, we're happy to bring you all of the information. We want to know the truth. So what the hell is going on here? U.S. Senator Marco Rubio Florida sent a letter to Albert Borla, the president and CEO of Pfizer, following the release of a video showing Pfizer's director of research and development casually discussing the company's manipulation of SARS-CoV-2 virus for company profit. Whether it's gain of function, I'm reading to you from the letter, or selected structure mutations through directed evolution, as Mr. Walker claimed would occur, any effort to make a virus more transmissible and deadlier is careless and dangerous, this writes Marco Rubio of Florida. Further, Mr. Walker's statement that Pfizer is willing to engage in dangerous research because of COVID and its variants are a cash cow for the company. Regulators will go easy on the efforts because of the significant percentage of government officials that aim to work at Pfizer and other buyer of pharmaceutical companies do not want to compromise their future job prospects. Marco Rubio's letter on screen for you here, demanding answers. 
Now, what do you have in this video? You have concurring crises inside of this video. And again, we want to get to the answers here. Uh, what does this video show? Well, it shows a Pfizer executive director of research talking about a couple of things simultaneously. All of them are scandals. One, that Pfizer manipulates the COVID virus in order to get ahead of its mutations and in order to try and get ahead then of the vaccine schedule, calling that practice a cash cow. Now, the manipulation of deadly viruses is being called directed evolution in this video. We have a name for that called gain of function. And we have very direct evidence that that is how you got COVID in the first place. Gain of function research inside of Wuhan. We even have the documents to prove that. We'll be happy to show them to you on this show. The secondary scandal here inside of this video, other than the fact that uh, apparently the use of Grindr is the greatest investigatory journalist tool known to man, is that Project Veritas discovered in the surreptitious recording of this Pfizer executive that the reason Pfizer is so bullish on these practices is because government regulators, whose only job it is, is to keep companies like Pfizer, who are bloodthirsty for profits, from engaging in illegal business practices. The only per- the only real defense that we, the American public, have against a Pfizer is our regulators and is our FDA and is our CDC. This person is on the record saying, yo, uh, we got a revolving door here. And so every single regulator ain't going to regulate Pfizer because they all want to work at Pfizer. Pretty easy. Same thing with banking. Same thing, of course, with our military industrial complex. So you have now finally a little bit of legislative oomph, a little bit of teeth now sinking into this issue. Uh, Marco Rubio's letter reads thusly. I write in response to troubling report on Pfizer's intentions to mutate SARS-CoV-2 virus through gain of function or directed evolution. As Pfizer Director of Research Development Jordan Walker said in a Project Veritas video, it has been proven time and time again that attempts to mutate a virus, particularly one as potent as COVID, are dangerous. If the claims detailed in the video are true, Pfizer has put it its desired for profit over the concern of national and global health and must hold itself accountable. Hmm. So Marco Rubio goes on to ask the questions. What efforts is Pfizer currently planning to do to engage or mutate SARS-CoV-2 virus? Does Pfizer intend to continue mutating SARS-CoV-2 virus through gain-of-function or directed evolution research? Has Pfizer engaged in federal officials regarding their plans to oversee this research? Please provide the names and agencies. What steps has Pfizer taken to ensure the mutated virus does not leak from the laboratory? Has Pfizer engaged in bio... Uh, biopharmaceutical companies to collaborate with this research effort. Will you commit to halting all future research on SARS-CoV-2? Thank you for your attention to the matter. I look forward to your prompt response. So, finally, Republicans with a spine taking action and using the predicate of this Project Veritas bombshell video uh, for congressional action. Let's hope that this gets taken up in the House as well. We have multiple senators, actually, Asking questions about this, Mike Lee as well, tweeting uh, this morning, why are Google and most media outlets concealing the fact that Jordan Walker, the Pfizer executive caught on tape of Project Veritas, appears to be bragging about COVID gain-of-function research being conducted by Pfizer? I mean, again, this is the largest scandal, uh, you know, currently 
ongoing in America. Now, how do we know that? Well, we know that because we finally have a place that is fully democratic in its allowance of the population to see and consume media that is interesting to it and that might have inside of it uh, matters of deep public concern and note. And that platform is Twitter. So how is this video done on Twitter for Project Veritas? Let's have a look here. How many people have actually watched this video on Twitter from Project Veritas? Pull up the tweet right here. This tweet is actually out of date, even though it was sent this morning. You can see now that 17.8 million people have seen this video. 20 million, 30 million, who knows how many. A considerable portion of the American population and populations around the world will be able to see this video. Keep tweeting and retweeting the hell out of it. Someone new will see it. So this is without question the most watched piece of media on Twitter.com right now. It's also trending. And it's also the subject of Tucker Carlson's monologue last night, where Tucker Carlson did a pretty sophisticated breakdown of this video and asking the correct questions. For instance, what does it mean to mutate a virus to create a cash cow from it? You know, that is what this Pfizer executive is saying on the record, okay, before he has a, a apoplectic meltdown. And, and and begins to and physically attacks James O'Keefe and the person holding the iPad with the video, somehow assuming this person from Yale, from Yale Medical School, somehow assuming that that would like get rid of the evidence. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. How was 2022 on your finances? Probably not great. And it's not your fault. Our government is spending way too much money and giving that money to the dumbest people. They passed a $1.7 trillion omnibus package on Christmas Eve just to spite you, to insult you, and to tell you that they don't care about you. So maybe this is the year that you should start caring about your savings and securing your financial goals. When you've finally had enough of the games that the government is playing with your savings and retirements, you should diversify into gold, birch gold. I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by our leaders in Washington for over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can get in now. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account today. Birch Gold makes it so easy to convert your IRA or 401k into precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word Benny to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, Birch Gold can help you. Text Benny to 989898. 989898 today and go gold in the new year 2023. James O'Keefe using uh, the greatest journalistic tool known to man, Grindr, uh, to find out some pretty uh, pretty horrific allegations here, gain of function being done by the people who would profit from gain of function. Watch. When is Pfizer going to implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know. Look at all the experiments work out. This is like something we're dying, right? It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like there's 
It's definitely not getting a punch in the face. Sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution? Directed evolution. Directed evolution. Okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, is that what it is? Maybe. I, I, <laughs> well, you're not supposed to do game function research with the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do, like, these, like, selected threshold mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm going about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks. It's like Jesus Christ. Hmm. Oh, it would be terrible if there were more outbreaks because we're manipulating more viruses and then let it releasing them. That would be just terrible. You know, because that's actually how you got the COVID virus in the first place, which I suppose is a tertiary scandal here now that I actually think of it, because when you watch this video, as nearly 20 million people plus have watched it, plus Tucker Carlson did his entire monologue on it last night. So now you're talking tens of millions of people seeing this Pfizer executive say not only that they are engaged or planning on engaging in virus manipulation for profit, but also that it's like very obvious that that's what happened in the first place, right? So in a preceding part of this video, he's straight up saying, oh, I mean, you don't want to get another Wuhan, obviously, because that's where the virus was cooked up to begin with through EcoHealth Alliance money that Dr. Fauci directed. So you don't want you don't want that to happen. I mean, that would be bad. We're just like we're just like doing the exact same thing and hoping for a different result. Now, how would they ever be allowed to do such a thing? I mean, would shouldn't there be like people screaming from the rafters and the rooftops inside of our federal bureaucracy? Isn't there entire systems of government like thousands of people hired salaries paid by you and me in order to prevent this kind of thing from happening? Shouldn't DC be on fire right now? Both sides Bipartisan, screaming, hey, we got to make sure this isn't happening. Well, no, because the final scandal here, manipulating viruses for profit. Everybody knows this virus was released from Wuhan, manipulating virus for profit. The reason why we can do this is because we know that the federal government has got our back because they all want jobs at Pfizer. Now, that is the other scandal here, as found by Project Veritas. Uh, please watch Tucker Carlson, somebody who is well-versed in this in all industries in Washington, D.C., break it down. In this country, Big Pharma can advertise its drugs directly to consumers. And that's a little strange if you think about it, since consumers don't prescribe drugs, doctors do. So why are the drugs being advertised directly to consumers? That's allowed in only one other country on the planet but it's allowed here. So it may not surprise you that in this country, drug companies spend more on lobbying the Congress than any other industry, a lot more than any other industry. And they don't do it by accident. They do it because it pays off in a deal like this, a pretty remarkable deal that drug companies have worked out with politicians. So the government uses your tax dollars to buy billions worth of their products. And then in some cases forces you to use those products. Sometimes those products work. Sometimes they don't work. In some cases, those products can injure you. But no matter what happens, there's nothing you can do about it because politicians have given these companies complete immunity. If their products hurt or kill you, you can't sue them. You're not even really allowed to complain about it. Okay, so 
Ladies and gentlemen, let's hop down here to my NBC 15 and see how the corporate press is covering this. My NBC 15, Jordan Walker, who is allegedly Fiverr's director of research and development strategic operations, mRNA scientific planning, was apparently caught on undercover recording, admitting that he and other Pfizer executives have discussed mutating COVID viruses in order to help develop tailored vaccines to treat them. Walker went on to describe scientific experiments for infecting monkeys with the virus so that researchers could then actively mutate the most severe infections and force it to mutate in certain ways that you want it. That's an exact quote. Early investigations pointed to a Chinese seafood market as ground zero for the virus, but according to the WHO's researchers, there are key pieces of data being kept out from ruling it a lab leak. Hmm, jumped around a little bit there. What I think that section is pointing to is that everyone knows this leaked from Wuhan Laboratory doing these exact same style of experiments. Now, Newsweek does a fact check on this Project Veritas expose. And what does Newsweek find? We don't actually know. Newsweek is sitting there saying, well, hey, listen, man, um, this guy said a lot of things. And you can go to the Newsweek article and they, they print out the entire back and forth between Project Veritas and this Pfizer executive. And you can see that Newsweek is like, well, we'd sure like to know more about this. So at least that's being honest. Jordan Walker tells Project Veritas that in the interview, the interviewee who was quoted as a Pfizer employee says that there are ongoing discussions about engineering mutations in COVID to preempt vaccines. While Project Veritas' James O'Keefe claims that the interviewee moved on to talk about these experiments as if they were ongoing, there's not enough information, uh, we want Project Veritas to release the full videos. Therefore, we currently rate that uh, uh, Pfizer's mutating COVID unverified. Fine. Fine. How about Pfizer comment on this? Got a great idea. Pfizer, with its army of PR firms and its phalanx of media apparatchiks, people literally on the paycheck of Pfizer, why don't you trot out Scott Gottlieb? How about you trot out any of your little dog and ponies to go give an explanation for this and we'll play it on the show. Got a great idea for you. Do that. Instead, what happens when Jordan Walker is confronted by James O'Keefe whilst sitting eating a pizza by himself, I guess. I mean, good for you. Uh, Definitely eating your feelings here. Uh, If you're sitting down and eating an entire 18-inch pizza by yourself, uh, James O'Keefe confronts this troubled man, uh, graduated from Yale Medical School. I mean, presumably would be like an incredibly intelligent individual, and he has an absolute panic attack and starts to behave violently, attacking Project Veritas in some very troubling footage. Um... And then presumably thinking that smashing an iPad means that all of the information goes away forever. Got it. Watch. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses? Is this real life? I'm literally a liar. I was trying to impress a person on a date by lying. And this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not oh, why the way. Why don't are you doing don't this? tell anybody. He was just working at a company to literally yeah. help the public. You f- up. 
you really did. Please bring the cops as soon as possible. I'm really very unsafe. Can you please Can unlock you your door? No, you. no, don't let them leave. Please unlock the door. Give me what? Give us stuff. Please unlock. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. Lock the door. We're trying to get unlock the door. Unlock the door. Wait. So that person's like a high-ranking executive in corporate America. It doesn't matter what industry. How humiliating! What's going on here? Also, how stupid are these people? Now, okay, so let's give Jordan Walker the benefit of the doubt. He's saying that he was lying. He's a liar, okay? So he lied suddenly, all right? That's the meme going around here. Suddenly, Jordan Walker is a liar, and he's lying to impress people on a date. Would you be impressed? Are you single out there, young man or woman? Would you be impressed, one, by somebody who sits down to eat uh, 20-inch pizzas all by themselves, uh... I know that there are people on my staff, ALX and Rolls-Royce do this with regularity. And so we're not trying to judge people. We're just asking questions. And then two, would you be impressed? Let's say you were in the dating, you know, let's say you were out, you were single, ready to mingle. And somebody comes up to you and is like, hey, we're manipulating COVID in order to make money. Is that like a pickup line? Would that attract you? Are you, tell me more. Hmm. Like, is that, the, no, I mean, obviously like that we're infecting monkeys with COVID. To make them more dangerous, so that they they can cut like they can they can kill millions of people. Like is that? Wait, hold on. Full stop. We hire government. We hire government regulators so that they don't regulate us. <laughs> what? Are those like pickup lines now? I haven't been single in a while, right? A happily married, happily married dude. Is that the? Are is that what the kids are doing these days? Are these the pickup lines? This is it. Got it. Everyone knows that it's the Wuhan laboratory where all COVID came from. <laughs> Duh. Would you like some more bat soup? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I'm full. I've just eaten an entire pizza by myself. Nobody knows. Let me go smash your iPad. Give me your phone. <laughs> Is that hot? I don't know. That guy was hot. That guy was upset. Jordan Walker uh, clearly has some question to answer. And all we're saying is that mi- tens of millions of people are, are watching this happening And they're like, what's going on here? Just answer the questions. It's the same thing with Paul Pelosi. Just release the footage. And by the way, that footage is being released 9 Pacific Standard Time. That means it's being released whilst we're live. We have a team ready. We will take that footage and we will play it for you within reason. You will be able to see it. We've been talking about Paul Pelosi for a while. A judge had to be a judge had to order this release. They've tried to keep this from you. Why? We're just asking questions. Why keep information from people? Isn't it important? If you were on the side of right, if you had truth on your side, wouldn't you wish for this information to be made public for everyone to be able to see it? Isn't this just the process of fact finding? And shouldn't a shared set of facts be the cornerstone for our society? Isn't that how you have a democracy in the first place? We all like agree that the sun is hot and the sky is blue. And by the way, are the people who are trying to keep information from you ever the good guys in history? The people who are censoring, the people who are stopping, the powerful from being exposed, are they ever the good people at the end of the story? Well, they're not. Congressman Ken Buck, who is a member of the House, he's from Colorado, he 
was asking the same questions last night on Tucker's show saying, yo, like, why is this being censored? This guy is being recorded. It is information. This is independent journalism. This is Project Veritas, probably the last investigative journalist outlet that exists today. A A true outlet for journalistic investigation in the same vein as some of the most famous and important investigations. And what do they all have in common? When we used to have actual gumshoe, shoe leather journalists out there. Well, they made powerful people uncomfortable. What is Upton Sinclair? The jungle. What like these great moments of like journalistic exposure. What does it do? Well, it actually uplifts the people who had been trod upon by the powers that be in order to make money off them and to harm them, presumably. And then it attacks the power structures that are trying to enslave us. That's what a real investigative journalist does. Not being like the ball gag, uh, simp, gimp for the powerful walking around with Bill Gates's face tattooed on your tramp stamp. Like that's not, you're not, you're not an investigative journalist then. You know, you're just a eunuch for powerful people. Project Veritas is not that, thank God, okay? And at the very least, we can just ask the questions. We look forward to the answers. Tucker Carlson asking questions of members of Congress, members of Congress now investigating these videos. Ken Buck, take it away. Google has a monopoly on speech over 90% on search over 90% in the United States. How are they allowed to do this? Well, uh, Tucker, they do it. Uh, you know, we know that in, in uh, June of 2020, they changed their algorithm to benefit Joe Biden and disadvantage Donald Trump. We know that um, so many conservative uh, newspapers and media sites are buried on page 10 of, of any Google search. And the views that they want to espouse, that they want to promote, are, are found at the top of the page. And so uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that they are protecting one of their other co- corporate giants. What I don't understand is that Google is a monopoly acting contrary to American law. You're not allowed to have a monopoly. They have one. Congress allows it. I'm sorry to say this, Congressman, there are a lot of members of your party who look the other way or actively defend it. I I don't understand why there aren't more people like you in the Republican Party saying, no, this is wrong and it's illegal. Yeah, uh, actually, the Democrats are leading on this issue uh, beyond what what the Republicans are willing to do. And it's unfortunate. Uh, There are great senators like Mike Lee, who uh, is an advocate for uh, antitrust reform. There are other uh, uh, folks in the Senate and there are some in the House. But we have an uphill battle with our Republican colleagues to get this job done with big tech. We are simply wanting to bring you true information. So let's recap here. Again, why don't we toss up this Project Veritas tweet? Let's see what the video's at right now. Because for some reason, noticing, noticing is the crime here. All right? So let's all notice things together, shall we? Let's notice a few things. Let's notice that this video is topping off 18 million views, making it the most viewed video on Twitter.com. People are noticing this video because they'd like to notice, perhaps, illegal things that are being done to harm them. That's important. We should have answers to that. That's why this video is trending right now globally on Twitter. 
a free speech platform. And let's dig just a little bit deeper below the surface. One, people are very concerned about a new COVID pandemic outbreak. Everyone's always talking about the next outbreak. Dr. Fauci predicted an outbreak during Donald Trump's term. Everyone's very confused and concerned about it. So when an executive at Pfizer is talking about planned experiments to do more gain of function, that's important information. We should get a very firm yes or no on that. And if the answer is no, great. Show us that the answer is no and good. But it's that's like a really important question. And skepticism can never be wrong. So asking questions is the prerequisite to truth. Uh, second, this is the first time that you've seen a large pharmaceutical executive straight up say, and a lot of people in the scientific community are joining him, by the way. But here's Jordan Walker, and we want to thank Jordan Walker. We should invite him on the show. We'd like to thank Jordan Walker for being so deeply honest about where the COVID-19 virus originated from in the first place. In the video, he says, ah, it came from Wuhan. Everyone knows it. We just don't want a repeat of that. We're going to be super, we're going to be super, super, super secure. So that's good. It's nice to see that kind of clarity. And then three, <laughs> the reason why we were able to do this and the reason why I'm able to sit here at this bar and like drink these margaritas and eat this 20-inch pizza and talk with you about this is because we have no concerns about regulators. We know that we're not going to get – no one's going to ding us because they all want to work for us. And the same thing in the banking industry, the same thing with the military-industrial complex. The generals aren't going to be – the generals want to go work at Lockheed Martin and Boeing and Northrop Grumman. The bankers, the banking regulators – Janet Yellen, she's going to go right back to Wall Street. All the banking regulators, all the financial regulators, FTX. Yeah. Yeah. As George Carlin said, it's all one big club and you're not part of it. So these are three concurrent questions that we have. We've pres we've put up the fact checks. It's inconclusive. Please answer the question. And Pfizer has yet to issue a single statement on this. So Marco Rubio is asking the questions. Marco Rubio's fired off the letter. Mike, Mike Lee has joined him. Ken Buck is asking the questions. And the questions deserve to be asked because right now in the news, just sort of, sort of floated right by here, our Defense Department is funding the same organization that most likely brought us COVID in the first place. The DOD awards $3 million in new grants to EcoHealth Alliance. EcoHealth Alliance, correction, forgive me. That's the group that funded the Wuhan lab research in the first place. What the hell is going on here from the Daily Caller? The Department of Defense in December awarded a seven-figure grant to the EcoHealth Alliance, a nonprofit organization that funneled millions of taxpayer dollars in the Wuhan Institute of Virality for dangerous virus research on bats. The DOD awarded a grant of $3 million to EcoHealth Alliance beginning on December 12th. For the purpose of combating pandemic threats emanating from the Philippines. <laughs> okay, great. They're like just playing. They're like lay, laying out the roadmap now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. 
Play it now with Game Pass. Proponents of lab leak theory have criticized EcoHealth Alliance in their eyes for potentially funding research that could have led to the escape of COVID-19 from the Wuhan lab. Among the government's agencies that have funded EcoHealth Alliance was Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Infectious Diseases. Did you know that of all people, don't make me do it, don't make me do it, oh, I'm going to compliment Barack Obama. Oh, no. Barack Obama issued a ban on this. Barack Obama, of all people, was like, you're going to do what now? You're going to do you're you're, you're going to take like a virus like AIDS or whatever, and you're going to like make it more deadly. And then you're going to do that in a place that doesn't have any security. No, to his great credit, actually, Barack Obama like issued a hard ban on gain of function research. Now, that ban expired during Donald Trump's term. Odd that. And then guess who got dutifully back into funding gain of function research? Hmm. His name rhymes with Dr. Mauchi. So flashback to The Intercept, far right-winging site, by the way, super, super right-wing conspiracy site, The Intercept. NIH documents provide new evidence that U.S.-funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Documents obtained by The Intercept contain new evidence that the Institute of Virology in Wuhan was directly funded by the United States government. Huh. That's strange. And that Dr. Fauci used EcoHealth Alliance, that's the group run by Peter Daszak, to funnel money through so that he could fund dangerous and illegal gain-of-function research. Grant money for the controversial experiments came from the National Institute of Health's Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the place that Dr. Fauci is in charge of, which is headed by Anthony Fauci. The award to EcoHealth Alliance a research organization which studies the spread of viruses from animals to humans included subawards to the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. Now, why would they do this? This is very important. COVID is a disease that exists inside of the horseshoe bat. The horseshoe bat lives in the far south regions of China, up in caves, high away from human populations. These coronaviruses can live inside of the natural reservoirs of the horseshoe bat lungs. Nobody knows why. It doesn't particularly affect these bats. It doesn't kill them. They just live there. This institute in China had the ability to go up into those caves, grab those bats down, and then manipulate the viruses that they pull out of them bats. That's the easiest way to explain it. So they yank the bats out. They grab those viruses out of the bat's lungs that just naturally live inside of the bats. And why? The COVID-19, that COVID virus, the actual structure of the virus, the bat virus, is very, very easily manipulated. So these natural viruses that do not pose any harm to human beings because, and we're going to get there in just one second, it has no access to human cells, right? So you have to have a very specific access code to enter the human body and to have to open the virus and to have that virus spread throughout a human. A spike protein is necessary for that virus to enter a human being and then to interact. And it's a lock and key, right? It's a lock and key. Human cells, human DNA, it's different than any other DNA on the planet. And all DNAs have has species-specific locks and keys, Okay. That's how you have the bird flu, for instance, that affects millions and millions of birds, egg prices and so on. But ladies and gentlemen, what they were doing at that laboratory was making it infectious to humans. They were adding a spike protein. 
which is a specific protein that allows it to enter the human cells and harm us and to injure us. That's what that was. I mean, it's it's effing evil. <laughs> and so you can't really like look past the fact that, you know, COVID-19, like in and of itself, as it stands, why it's called a novel coronavirus is because they can't find any natural origin for it because it is a barbaric Frankenstein virus put together inside of a lab in Wuhan. They added spike proteins to make it deadly. Now, can you directly can you directly connect Dr. Fauci's funding to COVID-19? Now, he said he said many times he's shaking there talking to Rand Paul. Let's grab that clip, by the way, talking to Rand Paul. He's shaking. He said many times that you can't you can't directly connect us to this exact virus. Ladies and gentlemen, you can connect him to the funding of the exact same style of research. And this research itself, very, very important because you're now getting people from the EcoHealth Alliance team to say, yo, uh, this is where COVID came from. Don't take my word for it. I'm not a scientist, okay? But I know someone who is. Ex-EcoHealth Alliance vice president pens book on how it all came from the lab. This could have been avoided, ladies and gentlemen. This man, who is a doctor, his name's Andrew G. Huff. He is a former executive and now controversial scientific research group, EcoHealth Alliance agent, who has been swept up in the firestorm surrounding the origins of COVID-19. This man authored a book recently. It did not get the kind of credit that it deserved, where he says that the lab leak theory is a fact. So now in this show, we have the guy who is in charge of funding the lab leak theory. We'll toss this article on screen for you. Uh, we have the guy who's in charge of funding the lab leak in the first place, funding the EcoHealth Alliance and getting this research done in the first place in China. And then we have the guy from Pfizer straight up saying, the executive from Pfizer straight up saying, it came from China. It came from the Wuhan lab. What does this guy say? This guy's an Iraq war veteran. He's a former research fellow at the Department of Homeland Security Center for Excellence. He offers a unique perspective on insight on how the intel community in his book, Truth About Wuhan, How I Uncovered the Biggest Lie in History. The author tells Fox News Digital that he delves into the complexities of Code 19, breaking down the science, and he and he has been confused since the start of the pandemic. The crux of the books is, fo is focused on explaining the beginner function in layman's terms, but also talk about how the times, uh, the intelligence community, and how the whole operation came to be. Huff told Fox News Digital that he has been in touch with Senator Ron Johnson and Republicans in the House Intel Committee, uh, suggesting that he be willing to testify about the origins of COVID. He's calling on Republicans to launch a full investigation into COVID's origins, and that they are. People should question what I'm saying. I'm making a big, bold claim. I'm happy to take that questioning. Congress should launch a full investigation. Huff, who was the vice president of EcoHealth Alliance, helped develop biosurveillance platforms uh, for three-letter agencies and blasted the federal government's response to the pandemic. He said that it is able to be proven that this all originated from gain-of-function research funded by a federal government inside the Wuhan Virology Laboratory. The end. So don't take my word for it, man. Take this executive's word for it. Uh, do we have, do we have our, uh, do we have our Dr. Fauci? Yeah? Okay. 
Ladies and gentlemen, also take Dr. Fauci's word for it because Dr. Fauci, when asked on the record, you've never seen the man shake, have you? Dr. Fauci is asked sworn testimony before the Senate, Rand Paul, a real doctor, asking Dr. Fauci, the evil doctor, uh, hey, this is gain of function research. You funded it. You're responsible for this. You either directly funded this virus or you taught the Chinese how to do this and they did it. And now we have a global pandemic kills millions of people. You've seen Dr. Fauci do maybe thousands of interviews. Have you ever seen him be reduced into shaking and babbling? No, you have not. And that's how you know Rand Paul's over the target here. Watch. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists, those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result are. No in SARS-CoV-2. Cause the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were They're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you Don't admit the truth. And you implying. Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come. Hmm. Hmm. Don't take Dr. Fauci to Vegas, man. He has a tell, and that tell is putting his little hand up little rat hand and having him shake. There's a reason why Dr. Fauci has resigned as of two weeks ago and that he is no longer an agent of the federal government is because he knows that the subpoena power of Congress will be turned and weaponized against him. And he can't stand up to that questioning. You watched him shake there. So this is, of course, the and should be the biggest story in the world, much like Paul Pelosi, we just want the answers. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. And also Project Veritas, the last true journalistic entity that does investigative reporting and that makes powerful people uncomfortable. Godspeed and God bless them. A couple of other things here, ladies and gentlemen, the National Archives is asking former presidents and vice presidents to check their homes for classified documents. <laughs> okay, got it. Great job, guys. Uh, this is all in service of protecting Joe Biden. This is all in service of being a weaponized organ uh, for protecting Joe Biden, making it seem like that's just it's just everyone. Everyone has classified documents sitting underneath the bed of your truck. Everybody's got them, ladies and gentlemen. National Archives demanded the last six administrations, presidents and vice presidents search their personal records for classified offices after for classified information. Correction. After classified materials found in possession of Mike Pence and Joe Biden. The list of those requested to scour their personal records include Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton, Vice Presidents Dick Cheney, Al Gore, and Dan Quayle. <laughs> what kind of documents does Dan Quayle have? He has a misspelled potato in his sock drawer. Actually, interestingly, Bill Clinton does keep personal classified records in his sock drawer. This is a litigated case uh, via uh, Judicial Watch, another wonderful organization uh, focused on truth-telling. And... Um, Bill Clinton won that case, saying that actually presidents have the summary right to keep their classified documents, and that is standing law right now in this country. So, and, and Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton was on the show, like, straight up admitting that. So, I mean, I, like, go hit the bricks, right? Ladies and gentlemen, the archives are like, uh, let's go protect Biden. Watch. The National Archives reportedly sent a letter to offices for the last six administrations asking officials to search records of former presidents and vice presidents for classified materials. In a statement, Fox is told, thank you for reaching out. The National Archives has no comment. Mm. Something that we have to add as an addendum to last night, 
it's very important, is that Tucker Carlson reached out to Pfizer multiple times. He called and emailed and wanted to get Pfizer's reaction to this story and could not get it, ladies and gentlemen. Again, we are happy to bring you Pfizer's reaction to the story as soon as we get it. And also stay tuned because T minus 10 minutes, T minus 10 minutes to Paul Pelosi, the release of the Paul Pelosi body cam footage and the 911 calls. We will play them for you live. We have a team standing by the best team on the Internet. So stay on guard, ladies and gentlemen. Upcoming soon, the Paul Pelosi body cam footage released. We will find out the answers and it will be very, very interesting. Why have they been keeping this footage from you? We will play it for you. Uh, We will play all assets and media within reason. It will be released in 10 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, we do also have some more good news for you. Tom Cotton is blocking Biden nominees over classified document stonewalling. This is extremely important. So the documents that Joe Biden was hoarding, what are in those documents? We found out that Boy Scout Mike Pence Uh, decided to go make a big to-do groveling and kissing rings and pledging fealty to the deep state because he found, get a load of this, what classified documents does Mike Pence have? Is it the nuclear codes? Is it who killed Kennedy? Is it the information about the Martian landings in the 50s in Roswell? What did Mike Pence have as classified documents? Oh, they were intel briefings for foreign trips They were like staffing briefings. You are greeting the president of Taiwan. The president of Taiwan's name is this. You are going to go to lunch. Those are classified. There's no overclassification problem in America. So that's what made Mike Pence. Mike Pence jumped out in front of the barge, in front of the train for Joe Biden, because Mike Pence had a little note card here that said he was going to go to China Buffet for lunch on one of his foreign trips. That's what he got. So that's what, that's what Mike, Mike Pence upended the entire news cycle about Biden in order for that. That's why we've told you here on this show covering this issue that Mike Pence was either doing this to harm Donald Trump to make it look as though he is pure as the driven white polar bear head that he has. You're so upset. <laughs> it's got written up this week that I called that I said Mike Pence had polar bear hair. He does have polar bear hair. His hair looks just like a polar bear. You ever seen a polar bear? I thought you guys were environmentalists over at Mediate. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mike Pence was trying to either prove his fealty and purity in contrast with Donald Trump, or he was trying to help out Joe Biden. He was trying to take the pressure off and say, we all do it. Look at me. Ladies and gentlemen. So who knows? Did the fly that landed on Mike Pence's head, did, did he plant the classified documents? We don't know. We need to find out what's inside of the documents. That will tell us so very much. So now GOP is going to block all Biden nominees until they get access to the classified documents. Good for them. Watch. Neil, bipartisan senators are raging at the intelligence community. Lawmakers accuse intelligence officials of not delivering a damage assessment about classified documents held by former President Trump and by President Biden. Some senators aim to put the screws to the intelligence community unless it plays ball. We have a big toolbox of things we can do to bring the Biden administration to its senses on this. I would point out that the uh, Congress is the one that appropriates all the money 
and controls the purse strings. Uh, that's a significant, uh, a significant tool in that toolbox, but it's not the only one. Senators could delay or hold up nominees from confirmation, but some Democrats view that as more smoke than fire. No, no. They're going to stall Senate business no matter what. Let me guarantee you that Josh Hawley or Tom Cotton or Ted Cruz is going to find some reason to block every single nominee for the next two years. So I am not going to get excited about any Senate Republicans announcement that they're going to block nominees. No, you're getting I'm, I'm Chris Murphy. I, I, got, I wear a toupee. And I set my toupee on fire when Donald Trump was reading Kim Jong-un's love letters to him by the poolside in Mar-a-Lago, listening to Rocketman play from Elton John, crying, looking at the moon. And then Kim Jong-un is reading Donald Trump's poetry to him in Pyongyang, looking at the same moon together. And then Rocketman plays softly in the distance. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what Chris, Chris Murphy was like veins bulging out of his head like eyes blood red like screaming swinging around a hammer nancy pelosi's running paul pelosi's running when donald trump had a classified document but now it's like oh he can't who cares luckily there are some senate democrats that actually like really care about this there's a bipartisan a group of senators that are like, actually, we need to get access to this document. How the hell did you get classified information in the first place? Good on them. Watch. It's completely unacceptable uh, for the Biden administration to essentially shut off um, the intelligence oversight committee's um, review of these uh, intelligence products. And threatened to shut down the Senate at this point over it. It's just uh, the wrong thing to do. I think that they could provide a classified briefing to give us fact patterns that rise above a level that would threaten the investigation. But to see the actual documents can compromise the investigation. Nobody's asking to impede the special counsel. But the Intelligence Committee needs to know what kind of information we're dealing with. So Senator Mark Warner was uh, noticeably absent there. Mark Warner and Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio, man, multiple mentions of Rubio being based in this broadcast. Very interesting. Uh, Mark Warner is a senator from Virginia. He was there and present and saying, hey, yo, we need to get access to these documents. Mark Warner is a Democrat. He was joining with Republican Marco Rubio saying, hey. Uh, there's a real issue here, and we actually do need Biden to turn over his classified documents so that we can ensure that he wasn't selling American secrets to the communist Chinese or to the corrupt Ukrainians in order to get his cokehead kid a no-show job. And good on Mark Warner, I guess. Here we go. I'm going to compliment Barack Obama and Mark Warner uh, in the same show. What is happening? Pigs are flying, snowballs being thrown in hell. But a Democrat was like straight up saying yesterday, hey, yo, we, we got we to gotta fix this thing. And that is the way to fix it, right? You set up a skiff. There's already a skiff inside of the Senate. You bring in all of Joe Biden's classified documents. You let the senators look through them. You let them cross-reference those with Hunter Biden's emails and see if there's any connection. And then if there's a connection, then you impeach Joe Biden, right? So good on Senate Republicans. They are imposing pain, according to this article, on the Democrat-controlled Senate. The blockade of nominees goes forward. It will mean that Chuck Schumer will have reduced time for business on the Senate floor. The Senate has only taken one action since the new year. It's mostly been sorting committee assignments. On Monday, it confirmed uh, the assistant defense secretary. Though nominees can be confirmed swiftly if all 100 senators agree, 
uh, it is much longer and complicated if even a small minority of senators block block the nominees. So good on them. Speaking of blocking things, Jill Biden blocks reporters from asking Joe Biden about classified documents at the White House, pulling him on stage in order to dance with a dragon. <laughs> it's so good. No, you're not going to dance, she tells him. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. And like, tell me this dragon, this is celebrating the Chinese New Year, right? Tell me this dragon was directly made. This dragon was also manipulated and manufactured inside of a laboratory in Wuhan. No doubt about it. Ladies and gentlemen, super cringe. First Lady uh, Jill Biden coaxed President Joe Biden on stage Thursday evening at the White House during the Lunar New Year celebration to mark the conclusion of the dragon dance performance. Are you going to dance? The president's asked. <laughs> dance for me. <laughs> oh, man, this is too. Let's watch. OK, let's watch. OK, the, the, the new beautiful dumpster fire. While we await T minus T minus three minutes. For the Paul Pelosi attack footage. What will we see, ladies and gentlemen? We have a team standing by. But let's entertain ourselves by watching uh, a man with dementia try to talk to a dragon. <laughs> this, this is the people's house, for real. Jill and I are very temporary residents in this home. But all kidding aside. Not too temporary. Well, God... <laughs> God love you. Look, you know, for many of you, this is the year of the rabbit. And for others like the Vietnamese, Vietnamese community, it's the year of the cat. And the rabbit, earnest and persistent in the face of great challenges. The cat, majestic, beloved, the protector. By the way, that sounds like our cat Willow, who maybe <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Willow may walk in here any time now. She has no limits. And... Oh, you think I'm kidding? I'm not. Especially in the middle of the night when she climbs up and lays on top of my head. Look, all of you reflect the values represented by these symbols. Can we say a silent prayer for all of Joe Biden's animals? Remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is the same Joe Biden that kisses his granddaughters on the lips in front of everyone, does this lots of times, apparently broke his foot while yanking his dog's tail in the shower. Same shower that Ashley Biden uh, haunts Ashley Biden's dreams. And now he says that he wears his cat on his head. Got it. Maybe that's why Joe Biden has no hair. Maybe that's why Joe Biden it has like these like three creepy wisps of hair. Uh, looks just like the poltergeist. Who knows? Joe Biden messes up Asian American Pacific Islander acronym. <laughs> this is just this is just elder abuse. You know what percentage of AA and Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders is in this administration? Well, you know, you know, I was in AA once and I, I looked across the table and it was my son, Hunter. And I said, what should you do here, boy? And he's like, I thought this was a laptop delivery place. And I said, no, you got to bring it down to Corn Pop. He just got done shining my legs. I got hair on legs in the summer. And that's when Hunter handed me a crack pipe. I said, hey, aren't you supposed to go to prison for this? Didn't I pass that law? And, and then Hunter Biden said, it's time for me to go do the dragon dance. And so that's what I'm going to go do, the dragon dance. <sighs> no, he, he literally did do a dragon dance. Watch. 
No, you're going to come up with. <laughs> no, but I would love that costume. <laughs> come on up, Joe. <laughs> no, you're not going to dance, believe me. We don't want to ruin the evening. You know, it was so funny. I saw that tangerine there when I was speaking, and I thought, I thought, oh, one of the workers left that. Thank God I didn't, thank God I didn't pick it up. But anyway, weren't they amazing? Can we give them another? <laughs> Man, one of the greatest things to ever happen to Jill Biden is Bed Bath & Beyond going out of business. She can get so many dresses in the shower curtain section uh, for half off. Really, really special stuff. So there's photos of Jill Biden staring at a dragon. Go go Scroll up. (laughs) Look at this. (laughs) Hey. Who does Joe Biden? Who does Joe Biden think he's talking to? That hey, look, oh look, it's AOC. You look great. Oh, fantastic, lady. Is it Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga's at the White House. You know who was at the White House? A bunch of reporters who weren't buying any of this happy talk crap. They tried to ask Joe Biden questions. Joe Biden has yet to answer any questions. But the classified document scandal that broke nigh on three weeks ago, Jill Biden physically jumping in front of the metaphorical question bullets being uh, tossed at Joe Biden. Joe Biden taking the dive here. Watch. Mr. President, we're allowed the FBI to search your home in beach home. Will you meet McCarthy next week? McCarthy. Ah! Ah! No! Please! Jill Biden. Jill Biden. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and you can always tell there and you can see it in clip after clip after clip like Jill Biden hates this. Jill Biden hates this. Jill Biden knows what's happened to her husband. She knows that he has had multiple aneurysms. These are in his medical records, by the way. He's had multiple aneurysms. He's had strokes. He's had bouts with cancer. That Joe Biden is not a well man. And it takes like a particular blackness in your soul and a particular cruelty to uh, push your loved one, uh, quote unquote, uh, into the kind of pressure situations that like crush you and harm you and hurt you like the presidency, the most high pressure job in the world, the presidency. And she's taking a man with dementia and saying, yeah, you, my husband, dementia, and you shouldn't be spending the rest of your days sitting there with a warm blanket, staring at the geese in our backyard. You should be you should have the nuclear codes. If you're looking for the most evil person in the Biden administration, possibly Joe Biden, possibly Jill Biden, correction, possibly Jill Biden. Man, really? I mean, like, like, really, it's hard to watch. And that's why you often see Jill Biden like mean to him. She's like mean and cruel and like butchering and nasty and like yelling at Joe Biden. She often does this. She's like demeaning to him in public because, ladies and gentlemen, she knows what's up. She knows what's up. She knows that Joe Biden just like needs to be led around by the nose. Old, doddering, old man. So, yeah, that was Joe Biden at the, uh, <laughs> at the Lunar New Year celebration uh, last last night. Everything everything's great. His cat sleeps on his head. Good. Is this how 2024 is going to go, Joe? Joe Biden makes joke about himself being stupid, gets congressman's name wrong in speech, shouts and whispers says Republicans are trying to be the party of chaos and catastrophe. Speaking of chaos and catastrophe, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is now three past the hour. We are waiting on 
the videos. We have a team ready to go. I have no word from them yet, but we are waiting on the Paul Pelosi video. The Paul Pelosi attack video has been released, ladies and gentlemen. So it has now been released to reporters. The way that this goes is the judge has released it to reporters. Uh, uh, They were releasing it in a CD form. And so the Fox producers have to pick up the CD and have to process it and then have to publish it. So uh, we're going to go. We're going to continue with the show. And again, we will break with breaking news when we have access to those files and to Paul Pelosi's attack footage. So the footage has been released to reporters in San Francisco. Uh, it has been released again on a CD. Who does this? Very strange. Man, your government like is essentially – your government operates like about 30 years behind the entire rest of the country. And so then they have to take that physical copy and they have to upload it uh, digitally, maybe run it through some lawyers. We'll see. But trust us, ladies and gentlemen, we will deliver that footage to you. Uh, so catastrophic and chaos. This is uh, Joe Biden. On the trail yesterday, President Joe Biden Thursday accused Republicans of wanting to cause chaos the country, raising his voice and shouting to make his point, and then fumbled his message at the same time, (laughs) calling a well-known local congressman by the wrong name. He referred to Democrat Rep. Don Beyer of Virginia, who represents the area uh, in Congress as Doug, at least four times. (laughs) Three times, uh, and later remarks, Beyer before was elected to Congress, famous local owner of a large car dealership. Uh, ads featuring him ran on local airwaves. <laughs> so here's uh, here's Joe Biden getting the name of the local congressman wrong multiple times. Where's Doug? Congressman. He's around here somewhere. Oh, there you are. There's Doug. Hey, Doug. What's going on? I must be stupid, says Joe Biden. L- literally, says Joe Biden. Watch. Please take a seat if you have one. <laughs> I said that. Thank you very much. I, uh, I said that uh, when I was seeking the nomination. I said, take a seat, everybody. And there wasn't a single chair in the place. I said that Biden really is stupid. He doesn't know. OK. Joe Biden also said that he has caused the most amount of government deficit spending than any other president. I believe we have that. I believe we have that quote in here. He said, I am I am the president who has caused the most inflationary spending. And then he corrected himself from saying the truth. So Joe Biden uh, not doing well. And maybe that's why Pete Buttigieg is beating Joe Biden in New Hampshire. Another poll shows president underwater during the documents debacle. Pete Buttigieg is now beating Joe Biden in a New Hampshire poll. He's tied with Senator Elizabeth Warren among Democrats. Democrats are wanting to GTFO and want Joe Biden to get out. They do not want Joe Biden to run again. Biden's overall popularity is also narrowly underwater with Democrats in the state. Biden 80 is reportedly planning to launch his presidential reelection campaign next month with a run that would likely clear much of the field, even as some Democrats are grousing about his performance. Special counsel probing his classified documents uncovered at his home and office adds another wrinkle, likely dulling an attack 
that he would use against Trump for also doing the same thing. But it's not the same thing as we've covered many, many times. Buttigieg led the likely poll. This is incredible. Pete Buttigieg is like the champion. Okay, got it. With 23% from the University of New Hampshire State Granite Poll. Biden, who came in fifth in New Hampshire in 2020, trails with 18, 18%. Again, Pretty remarkable, actually. These this, these people have it wired, don't they? Biden, who can come in like eighth in Iowa and fifth in New Hampshire, can somehow go on, ladies and gentlemen, to win. Okay, well, interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what do we got here? Okay, we have an update on the Nancy Pelosi footage. We have the update on the Nancy Pelosi footage. We will get you these updates as they break. Uh, let's... Let's go ahead and cut to the most recent update about the floppy disk, allegedly, that was given, the laser disk that was given to Fox News moments ago, and what they are doing with the body cam footage released that shows the Pelosi attack once and for all. Go. The San Francisco judge has just released the police body cam footage showing the attack on Paul Pelosi at the San Francisco home he shares with former Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Our producers are at the courthouse right now waiting to get physical copies of the video. Now, according to court documents, Mr. Pelosi was violently attacked in October with a hammer at that San Francisco home. David DePap is charged with the attack. The police body cam footage from the incident is expected to show exactly what officers saw when Pelosi opened the door to the home and his assailant then attacked him. We are also expecting audio from police interviews with DePap as well as 911 calls and home surveillance video, among other investigative material in the release. We will bring you that all to you. We will bring all of that to you as soon as we have it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got a got a live wire on our hands here. So apparently the body camera footage has been released. We have our producers reviewing it right now. We will bring that to you uh, as soon as we get it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, apparently it is very graphic. So we will see what we can do. We don't, we, you know, we have to function. We have to function uh, with the, you know, with various rules, right, on social media. In order to bring the show to you, depending on which platform you wish to watch on, uh, we have to function uh, with certain, vid- uh, you know, uh, uh, rules about graphic, uh, gory, uh, bloody, you know, pornographic, whatever content. The, you know, there are, there are rules, right? So, um, ladies and gentlemen, we don't want to harm, obviously, our we don't want anyone to be harmed. We don't want to harm uh, the, the you know this show unnecessarily. Our producers are getting our producers are getting this video formatted. We have it, both though, ladies and gentlemen. We have the video. Speaking, okay, so imminent. We shall play this video imminently for you, and we have the best team on the internet actually working to make sure that this is copacetic uh, with sort of the terms and services that we have to operate by uh, here. But we have it. Mark my words. We are going to get there in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. So we're playing it. We will be ready for you imminently uh, to play the Paul Pelosi official body cam attack footage. And we'll break it down for you. Speaking of, uh, until until we get that uh, footage, uh, people in the Democrat Party and in the uh, super state 
and permanent state in Washington, D.C. regularly and consistently want to block you from knowing uh, their dirty deeds and the uh, bad aspects and elements, perhaps illegal, of what they are doing. That is why the U.S. Treasury is denying Republicans' requests for Hunter Biden's records. This seems to be a very, very bad thing. U.S. Treasury Department refused Wednesday to provide House Republicans any suspicious activity reports as it may have foreign banking and other business transactions by Hunter Biden and other members of Joe Biden's family. Jonathan Davidson, Treasury's legislative affairs chief, told House Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer in a letter that he needs more details as to why the panel is seeking highly secretive and sensitive information. Well, because Joe Biden and his family are criminal. That's why. Comer wrote on January 11th to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen uh, for any so-called suspicious activity reports used by the banks to flag what they deem to be largely duplicitous large transactions. So now the Department of Treasury is stonewalling, stonewalling, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Republicans looking for the truth. Looking for the truth is something that we have been wanting to do on this show for a very long time. We have always advocated for truth and for the deep and abiding disinfectant that is sunlight on any situation. Now, the Paul Pelosi situation has been something that has been mired in confusion for a very long time, and now we have the body camera footage that we have been asking for. Ladies and gentlemen, my team tells me that it is ready. And so now we will play you the clip. We may be the first people live on air, the clip of Paul Pelosi and, wow, Paul Pelosi and the attacker, David DePape, in his house. Uh, warning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, warning, ladies and gentlemen. This is... um. This is the official video. And so be prepared. We have been asking for this for a while, and now we have it. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what the officers saw that night when they were called to the Pelosi mansion in San Francisco. Go. Fucking said 2620, right? No, 2640. Oh, 40. Yeah, it literally said in that. Hi. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, no. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What is Pardon going on? Right I'm not getting any answer on call. Oh, oh, oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. There it is. So, what did you see in that clip? What you saw in that clip, which has been now released to the public and released to media, is the attack on Paul Pelosi. Paul Pelosi was presumably, as has been reported, opened the door for the police officers, was standing there with the attacker, David DePape. David DePape was asked to drop the hammer. And then David DePape picked up the hammer and swung it. Now, we reported all of that to you yesterday. That was the footage that has been released here. However, I believe that we cut the graphic, we cut the graphic element of it. The video continues. Uh, the video continues as censored, and there are there are there is a graphic aftermath. I'm waiting for my producers to I'm waiting for my producers to make sure that we confirm this. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that was so. So that was the censored version 
Uh, it is now popping around on Twitter. But that is David DePape standing there with the hammer. Standing there with the hammer. Uh, and with Paul Pelosi at the doorstep. And yes, the rest of the video is graphic. So we give you the, we gave you the warning. We also told you that it is our job to give you all of the information. So that has now been released. The information leading up to this uh, attack that we know of, uh, according to court documents, is that David DePape broke into the house, had very strange and peculiar behavior, was carrying a backpack with crayons in it, among other things. David DePape himself, a alleged progressive, according to his neighbors and sons, Green Party member, nudist, drug abuser, BLM advocate, gay pride flag with marijuana leaves hanging in front of his yard in the trailer that he lived in. Also, an illegal immigrant here in this country because of the lax immigration enforcement laws and sanctuary city laws in the city of San Francisco and in the state of California. And so that's David DePape and the Paul Pelosi interaction. Wow. What is the what is the total update here? Well, you can see Paul Pelosi there in what was presumably he was sleeping in. David Pape standing with the hammer. They were holding the hammer together, as we have reported, as was in the court documents. And then once the police officers began to question him about this dangerous weapon he was holding, uh, he struck Paul Pelosi. It does bring into important question the reason why NBC, directly before the midterm election, punished and stripped down a piece of accurate reporting about this incident. This is the accurate reporting. We just, you can see the video now online and on and on our show, the part that isn't horribly graphic. Uh, you can now tell that Miguel Aguilar of NBC News, who initially reported this exact incident perfectly, that Paul Pelosi opened the door for the police officers and that there was a struggle and that Paul Pelosi didn't declare immediately an emergency and run away. Again, we're not tr we're not trying to, you know, like perhaps he's just shocked by the incident or didn't know how to respond. But that Paul Pelosi essentially was inside of the home, didn't didn't rush, didn't rush to the police officer or report any type of um, incident, but was standing there calmly and that Paul Pelosi opened the door for the police officers. All of that was correct. NBC News said it didn't match their journalistic ethics. And then they banned the reporter who reported that. Well, it's extremely strange. Seems like a like, lawsuit territory. For that reporter who's now been shamed for an absolutely 100% accurate report about what happened that night. Ladies and gentlemen, NBC News doesn't want you to see this video. We took it, saved it, and we'll play it now in order to defend a corporate media reporter who was right, but who was censored. By whom? Right before the election because it didn't go against the official narrative. Watch.
Good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high priority call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. All right, ladies and gentlemen, they didn't want you to see it. They didn't want you to know. Why? That's the most important question. Why? Why did they fire, suspend, get rid of that reporter? We have the footage. We have the footage. 911 call or interview has not been seen yet. They are also going to release the 911 phone call from Paul Pelosi. So there is more coming. So ladies and gentlemen, that's the that's the footage. I mean, shall we play it one more time? I mean, if we want to play it, we want to play it one more time. You can watch it for you can watch it for yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's play let's play the video one more time. It's a twenty five second video of the actual attack from the body cam of the police officer uh, once more, and then we'll break down what we learned. Fucking said. 2620, right? No, 2640. Oh. Yeah, it literally said in there. Hi. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, no. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on? Wait. Okay, whoa. Okay, all right. So what you then see after that is a violent hammer attack on Paul Pelosi. All right, so what do we have here, ladies and gentlemen? Well, we've been reviewing the court documents and we have exactly as it is explained in the court documents that Paul Pelosi opened the door for the police officer, that the police officer said, drop the hammer, that everything seemed somewhat calm ahead of that time because it was a very strange thing to like open the door and see two guys holding a hammer together, which you just saw. And then David DePape, was thrown into some type of fit of violent rage and then swung the hammer. Now, again, what you also didn't see there, uh, uh, which was the questioning of the NBC News reporter, is 
whoa, uh, why didn't Paul Pelosi like immediately declare an emergency or run towards the police officers? Again, we have not been in this situation. We hope to never be in this situation. Seems like to be a very terrifying situation, but why? It seems like if you are, you know, it, it is, you know, obvious that this is a instance where you got to you got to get away. This guy's clearly mentally disturbed. Now, the rest of the court documents show a couple of things. And we're waiting on the 911 call to be released. The 911 call to be released. We will hear we will hear the 911 call from. Paul Pelosi. And his talk with the dispatch. Uh, soon. But what you've seen there is the final end to final graphic, violent, horrific end to that incident. What led up to it was, according to the court documents, David DePape breaking in. The Capitol Police, who was supposed to be guarding the home asleep, cameras not functioning, David DePape breaking in standing over Paul Pelosi, saying that he needs to get up. According to some reports, he said he's tired, so he needs to take a nap. That's why he wanted Paul Pelosi to get out of bed so that David DePape could take a nap. All we're saying there is that, like, this guy's clearly out of his out of his mind. He's a drug abuser. Then Paul Pelosi says, I'm going to go use the phone. David DePape lets him go use the phone. David DePape and hopefully we'll be able to play this for you because we've reported it to you. David Pape, then the, 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 the 911 operator is like, who, you know, who is this? He says, I'm Paul Pelosi. Uh, there's a strange man in my house. Apparently he's a friend. I think because the guy said he was a friend of Nancy's or maybe Paul Pelosi was just trying to calm him down. We don't know. We'll be happy to play the audio when we get it. But then Paul Pelosi uh, says, you know, I can give you the man's information. Like, what? Like, what's your name? And the guy yells, David DePape. The guy yells his name into the phone to the 911 operator. Again, uh, deeply curious, not like some type of arch, like not some type of like sophisticated criminal action there. And then also David DePape then goes down and answers the door with the police officers, as you saw there. Whoa. And again, that video is deeply graphic. So if you have a strong gut, go watch it. We're going to do our best to like, you know, uh, not, uh, you know, have any type of, you know, break sort of the, the gra- you know, we cut it so that we don't um, break any of the terms of service uh, that are against like graphic violence and so on. But whoa. So then they go downstairs. They answered the door for the police officers. They did seem calm. Paul Pelosi did answer the door. We now know that to be true. NBC fired or suspended a reporter for saying true things. Super strange. Why? It's weird, ladies and gentlemen. It's just strange. So these are basic questions that are now finally being answered. Um, Paul Pelosi attack video. The exchange goes like this. I, you know. Hi, what's up? Everything's cool, says, I believe, David DePape in that exchange. And then the police officer says, why do you have a hammer? You need to drop the hammer. And David DePape says, no, I'm not going to drop the hammer. Then be And then swings it at the senior Pelosi. 
Wow. Okay. Uh, absolutely, uh, you know, absolutely brutal. And I, I suppose that was, that was, you know, with a hammer attack, that's what you'd assume. It, you'd assume it would be graphic and brutal. But that is the body cam footage from the police officers. Ladies and gentlemen, as soon as we get in, there's going to be multiple other pieces of information. We're going to get a 911 call and then an interview. So we're going to be able to hear Paul Pelosi's 911 call. We've heard the dispatcher's call, but we have not heard Paul Pelosi on the phone. And again, we have an obligation to bring you all this information because we've been reporting on this. And we started the show with like Pfizer and with asking questions about Pfizer and the James O'Keefe expose. So why don't you just answer the questions? Answer the questions so that everyone is aware of what's happening. It is actually your obligation. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. And our entire time covering Paul Pelosi instance, all we've ever asked for is for this information to be public. When you hide it and when you obscure it, it actually does a massive disservice. It allows for the festering of incorrect narratives or for people to think of something far more dark and pernicious is going on here. We ourselves have been on the receiving end of the censorship of the Pelosi uh, machine. They've tried to censor our products before. They tried to censor us. So we're simply glad that the truth is getting out there. And we'll say it again. We don't wish anyone any harm ever anywhere. We want every American, because we love America, to live happily and peacefully and without harm or without danger. Nobody ever deserves any type of harm to come to them. And the way to actually ensure that these kind of things don't happen is to have sunlight, to understand the totality of what's going on and not to hide things. These sick bastards, man, I will say this, these sick bastards, you know, we'll, we'll wait to play you the 911 call. Our producers are telling me that they have not seen the 911 call yet. Um, what you'll find in the 911 call is Paul Pelosi on the phone with the 911 operator. He called 911 in the bathroom. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, and then also my other producer is saying that Paul Pelosi was holding like some type of drink maybe in his hand. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I think it's possibly worth just putting up that image on screen and you sort of see it. You know, there's nothing terribly graphic about it. You know, it's it's the, you know, sort of like the, the, the seconds preceding this. You see David DePape. See Paul Pelosi holding some type of object, maybe like a glass, definitely a glass for water or something. Um, and then, you know, holding holding the hands with David DePape, holding, you know, hold like David DePape probably grabbing on to Paul Pelosi as they struggle over a hammer. So there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's our obligation. Speaking of getting hammered. Speaking of um, dropping the hammer, Ron DeSantis has dropped the hammer on the RNC leadership vote. That is also today because, of course, like we are spoiled for choice when it comes to news today. Uh, the RNC leadership vote is today. Ro uh, Romney McDaniel is trying to run again uh, to uh, presumably continue to collapse the Republican Party into abject failure and weakness. And, uh, you know, uh, and, 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 and uh, fealty to the corporate left. Ron DeSantis, uh, big swinger coming out in favor of Harmy Dillon and change and then ripping the consultant class in an interview with our friend Charlie Kirk yesterday. Check it out. 
Well, we've had three substandard election cycles in a row, 18, 20, and 22. And I would say of all three of those, 22 was probably the worst given the, the political environment of a very unpopular president and Biden. Huge majorities of the people think the country's going in the wrong direction. That is an environment that's tailor-made to make big gains in the House and the Senate and state house, state houses all across the country. And yet that didn't happen. And in fact, we even lost ground in the U.S. Senate. And so, you know, I think we need uh, a change. I think we need to get some new blood in the RNC. Uh, I like what Harmeet Dillon has said about getting the RNC out of D.C. Why would you want to have your headquarters in the most Democrat city in America? It's more Democrat than San Francisco is. So I think you get it in real parts of the country. You attract people who want to who want to live in those parts of the country, not D.C. insiders. But I do think we need some fresh thinking. And I here's the thing, just just practically speaking, you need grassroots Republicans to power this organization with volunteering and donations. I think it's going to be very difficult to energize people to want to give money, to want to volunteer their time with the RNC if they don't see a change in direction. So why uh, do we dislike Romney McDaniel? Well, one, her name's Romney. Two, she has failed. She has lost the House, the Senate, the presidency. So she's failed. And on just a basic meritocracy level, you say, no, you failed out. There are also some other like small things about uh, Romney McDaniel that bother us. For instance, her inability to connect with anyone, her inability to fight. She seems to be only poised to do one thing, which is to hoover up donor dollars and do nothing with them, to win nothing, and then to only ever retreat. She did a repulsive CNN interview where she essentially apologized for the amount of white men that have led the RNC uh, playing the left's game for them. Uh, and then she's had very, very peculiar and curious spending into the multi-millions on decadent luxuries like limousines and private jets and uh, boutique clothing uh, and Botox. And so we have major problems with Romney McDaniel. Again, if this was a NFL team, if this was a college football team, uh, if this was anything else, after losing three consecutive seasons, you'd be fired. After losing losing one consecutive season, you'd probably be fired, depending on the program. And so this is how it goes. Them's the breaks. All right. Nothing personal here, I guess. Uh, although I do got to say, like as somebody who lived in Washington, D.C. for a long time, um, I know a lot of these people who work at the RNC. They're never Trumpers. These people are like closet liberals. The team that Rana has run is just staffed with uh, the most repulsive kind of like uh, um, Stockholm syndrome Republicans who are just desperate to have Democrats love them and to have Democrats like like fawn praise over them. And so you don't need those people around. Those people won't win. Those people won't help the country. And then on top of that, of course, you have the consultant class that utterly, completely runs the RNC. And so this is just like leverage bribery. So Ronna McDaniel is able to buy her votes by giving fat consulting contracts to complete morons who lose, know nothing about social media, know nothing about creating compelling messages or winning. Uh, and then the consultant class then turns around and votes for her and advocates for her to stay in chair. It's, it's a very, very nepotistic rotted sewer of a system and needs to be broken up. Harmeet Dillon is the person to do it. We throw our full and unwavering support behind Harmeet Dillon. And ladies and gentlemen, we now have 
I believe, the 911 phone call from Paul Pelosi the night of the attack. The 911 phone call from Paul Pelosi the night of the attack, ladies and gentlemen. This has been ordered again. The release by a San Francisco judge has ordered the release of this body cam footage. Uh, and now it has been released. And I'm being told we need one more minute before we get the uh, before we get the the 911 uh, call uh, to play, ladies and gentlemen. Some place that is not uh, some place that is not San Francisco, that is actually uh, safe, is Florida. Even rappers are saying this. Rapper Azealia Banks praised Ron DeSantis. That's a little weird. What kind of timeline are we living in now? I feel way safer in Florida than in Los Angeles. Rapper Azealia Banks, most famous for her hit song. Uh, Two one two one. Don't listen to a lot of rap, so don't actually know that song. Said that she feels way safer living in Republican-led Florida than in Los Angeles. Yeah, Paul Pelosi too. Quite frankly, we were robbed in front of the Pelosi's house. By the way, just in case you you know are, are like we we had our car broken into and robbed in front of the Pelosi's house. We were there filming a totally separate documentary about Nancy's mansions. We've since released that documentary, but yeah, we were Rolls Royce. Were we excited to get back to Florida? We were very excited to get back to Florida after leaving San Francisco. We were we were very, very excited. We were like, get me out of California. We've got robbed. We got attacked. We spent very little time in San Francisco. We were robbed and attacked. Saw like people throwing feces, saw, like awful, like awful, like weird naked guys just wandering down the streets. Like 10 seconds into San Francisco, there's a guy with a top hat just walking naked down the street wearing a bow tie. So this rapper, Azealia Banks, made her woke crushing comments in an interview with The Guardian where she hailed her newfound Miami as a place where people mind their effing business. Banks also felt like the media had unfairly maligned Florida, saying she feels way safer in the Sunshine State than in Los Angeles. She believes that Governor Ron DeSantis has has a practical way of governing. He's focused on the basic S, she said. There are elderly people in our country without walkers who don't have the money to get a tooth pulled. If we're talking about divvying up healthcare funds, these situations should take precedence to facial feminization surgeries and stuff like that. I mean, I get it, but that's cosmetic surgery. Uh, like, does your D not work? Can you pee? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there you go. Write a song about it. She says, I think DeSantis is practical about a lot of things. Okay, got it. Does your D not work? Ron DeSantis. Turn it into a bumper sticker, I guess. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, now we have the Paul Pelosi attack 911 phone call. So we promised you that we would stay live and that we would play you this information as we get it. We have a crack producer team that is the best in the business that is on that has produced now the 911 phone call from Paul Pelosi. It's about two minutes long. And this is the phone call that Paul Pelosi made from his bathroom, famously, uh, on his cell phone. And presumably, you'll hear David DePape literally tell the officers who he is on this call. Let's listen. Please send me for 2022. Oh, I guess I I called them and said, what is this? This is San Francisco Police. Do you need help? Oh, what is the gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back? Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back. She's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. 
zero. Okay, do you need police fire or medical for anything? Eight seconds. Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Zero, two, twenty-three, and fifty-eight nope. seconds. Yeah, there's the, the, uh, um, is the Capitol Police around? Two, twenty. No, that's they, they separate. My wife. They're usually here. They're usually here at the house, protecting my wife. Uh, no, this is San Francisco in. Police. Friday, October. I, I, no, I understand. Eight. Two thousand twenty two. Okay, well, zero uh, twenty four and seconds. Uh, he thinks everything's good. Uh, I, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. Zero. Uh, okay. Call us back if you no, change your mind. No, no, no. This this gentleman just uh, came into the house. Uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. Zero, two, and so, uh, four, and 48. Anyway, he's on the know, phone down. Do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He, he, uh, uh, he has this, he's telling me, he's telling me not to, uh, he's telling me not to do anything. What is your address, sir? Uh, 26. Two, twenty, five, and zero. What is your name? Seconds. Uh, my name is Paul Pelosi. Friday. Anyway, this, this gentleman says that uh, he thinks everything ought to, you know, he's telling me to put the phone down and uh, just do what he says. Okay. Okay, Who? what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. Da the name is David. Okay, and who is David? I don't know. What's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but... But you, don't, but you don't know who he is? No, no, ma'am. Eight seconds. Okay. He's telling me I'm being very lady, so I, I got to stop talking to you, okay? Twenty-five and Okay. 15. You sure? I can stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay. No, he wants me to get that off the phone. Zero, two, twenty-six. Okay. And zero, eight. Thank you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are the first show to broadcast that call, to my understanding, ladies and gentlemen. So we have now also the surveillance footage coming in. We'll be loading that for you. We have a responsibility to you, and that's very simple here on this show. We don't have any corporate overlords. We don't have anyone who is telling us what to do or what to air. Uh, we simply have a obligation to the one group of people that are telling us what to air, and that's you. And you have showed great interest in this story, not only the Pfizer-James O'Keefe story, which is why we are one of the only shows actually covering this, us, Tucker Carlson. I mean, like you can – that's about it who's actually covering this. Um, and then uh, the Paul Pelosi story, we've been covering, we've done multiple long shows on Paul Pelosi asking questions and it's our obligation to you to play you this footage, these clips so that you can actually see what really happened outside of the Pelosi's house that night because there were so many confusing elements. Now let's break down that phone call really quick before we play you the security footage outside of Pelosi's house, which we are about to play. Uh, I haven't seen it. Presumably, this shows uh, David Pape breaking into the Pelosi's, perhaps, maybe prowling around the house. We'll play it for you in just a moment. But since we just played you that phone call, and to our knowledge, we're the first broadcast to actually play you the Paul Pelosi phone call so you can hear Paul Pelosi. A couple of quick takeaways. David DePape did say his name to the 911 operator. 
Paul Pelosi did sound scared and confused. He had just been woken up uh, uh, from bed, according to the uh, according to the FBI fi- findings. He had been woken up from from bed. To, to Paul Pelosi sounded very confused. The nine one one operator was about to hang up because she thought she she because he wasn't making a lot of sense. Paul Pelosi, you feel bad for him. He sounded quite scared, actually, um, confused, but also with a tinge of like a fear. Uh, David Pape is the one who said he's the friend. It had been reported that Paul Pelosi had said he was a friend, and that's based on the dispatches recording that we did have. Paul Pelosi says he's a friend. It was actually David Pape that says he's a friend of the Pelosi's. And it was Paul Pelosi who said he's got to get off the phone after the three minute phone call saying that David Pape's telling him he's got to get off the phone. But all of the things we told you, the earth shattering things we told you were correct. David Pape told you who his identity was, told the 911 operator who his identity was. Uh, He did say that he was a friend of the Pelosi's. That was factual the whole time. That was factual. We just played you the evidence. And also Paul Pelosi sounded, you know, extremely confused. The ongoing process here and even the district attorney in San Francisco said Paul Pelosi is just going to have to answer for his behavior that night. What was going on? What was happening? And why? Why did he behave in a curious manner? That's all. A curious manner. So Paul Pelosi there on the phone, you feel for the guy. He sounds very confused. He sounds scared. He sounds like he just doesn't have any clue what's happening. And you have to have empathy for him in that situation. And then when the officers opened up the door, it was another confusing thing. What was happening? Why did you not declare an emergency? Why did you not scream? Why did you not run towards the officers? Again, now we are starting to shine sunlight on these questions, and it's important. So how did David DePape get into the Pelosi's house? What does the security camera footage look like? We now have it. We will play it for you here, ladies and gentlemen, because we are about truth. Watch. We also have our first look at the video on the attack of Paul Pelosi, husband of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Look at this. Now, remember, I told you that there were going to be things other than the police body cam that would be released. This is the surveillance video outside the home. And that is the suspect, DePap. And you see him, he put some items down. You see him breaking some glass and the, the fragments of glass that are that are breaking now. Emily, talk to me about this as evidence in the case. Well, so keep in mind that this suspect is facing federal charges and state at the same time, right? In December, he was indicted penalty 20 years of federal attempted kidnapping of a federal officer, as well as federal assault on the immediate family member of a federal employer officer. That carries with it a potential penalty of 30 years in addition to that 20. And that's in addition to the six state charges that include assault and attempted kidnapping and more. So what we're looking at here is an absolutely violent entering, attempted entering into a home. Keep in mind that one of those charges is burglary, which includes in it the false, you know, entry into a home and abode with the intent to commit a felony. So what this is doing is step one of that burglary. Now we see him actually entering. Oh, that's frightening to watch. He is now inside the home of former Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her husband, who then suffered a brutal hammer attack that night. So 
So I got a couple questions here. When you watch that footage, what the hell? Can we start with that? What the hell? Can we can we make the footage small? And can I like uh, be in the corner? I want to I want to talk I want to talk through this because there's a couple of things that are happening here that are very important for you to see. Uh, oh, the uh, break-in footage, Royce. So we'll upload the break-in footage, but a couple of things here. This is the U.S. Capitol Police's camera. Look at the tag. You can always tell where the footage comes from. Little tag we all for cable news. This is the U.S. Capitol Police's surveillance video. So here's Paul. Here's David DePape. Giant cam. They're they're cutting here, right? So these are this is at least five minutes. Look at that. You're talking like five minutes of smashing the door. This is surveillance video provided by the Capitol Police. The Capitol Police had cameras at this location, right? So you're going to see the tag pop up saying that this video is courtesy of the Capitol Police. So wait a second. Where the hell were they? Look at this man. Look at the commotion he's causing. He's a big man. This is a big, obviously uh, disturbed individual. This alone, this alone should have caused some type of major concern. Here he is with these giant backpacks. Look at those two gigantic backpacks. He's smashing. He's got to cause a huge commotion. We've been to the Pelosi's house, not invited in, but you know, like it's in her filings, right? Like it's a matter of public record. So you can come in. I mean, I don't know if that's debris from the window that's blowing or not. Not exactly certain. I know it's not snowing, but there, U.S. Capitol Police. So where the hell were the cops? Can somebody explain that to me? Where were the police while this loud, obnoxious, huge commotion is going on inside the house? And then he has his backpacks with him. So like, did he bring the backpacks in? Then he had to like reopen the door. Listen to that. Not listen, but like the smashing, the smashing, the shattering and like the enormous amount of commotion that would be at play. And I only say that we've been to Nancy Pelosi's house to note that, yo, like she lives right on the street. Okay, so I want you to imagine Nancy Pelosi's home is up against the street. You can walk on a sidewalk right by it. We, of course, don't. You know, obviously don't break into her property. This is her private property where this man is. But these homes uh, in this part of San Francisco are right up against the road. Any individual, any person walking on the street, would this is not some secluded cabin in the wood, I guess is what I'm trying to tell you here. This is not some type of like in the woods, down a dark path, behind a gated lane kind of thing. This is a public address and like on the street, man. On the street, anyone walking their dog could have been able to hear this happening. Is that debris from the window? Is that some type of like debris that's being, you know, flown up into the camera? Again, this has got to be a very loud commotion. And more importantly, what the hell were the Capitol Police? Look at him. He's, he's literally forcing his giant body into the door. Forcing his gigantic torso through the door. So, yeah, you have some massive law enforcement failures on this front, some huge law enforcement failures. We will repeat, as we always have, yo, ain't nobody deserves this. Ain't nobody. It never is violence the answer. 
Never is there any like you know when we, we, we like from day one from our first broadcast we've said this is horrific, but we've asked questions and demanded answers. Now we're starting to get those answers. I think that he's using his hammer, by the way, to break into the house. This is a mentally disturbed, clearly mentally disturbed individual, ladies and gentlemen. What happened then was Paul Pelosi gets on the phone. According to the court documents, he stands over Paul Pelosi in bed, tells him to wake up. Paul Pelosi wakes up. He asks where Nancy is. Nancy's gone, Paul Pelosi says. And then he says, can I use the phone? And David DePate lets him use the phone. And we just played you that clip of David the Paul Pelosi, quite confused, sounded scared and confused on the phone saying, yo, um, some guy in my house. There's some guy in my house and we got to, you know, and you should probably send an officer out here to fix this. Then the police encounter. And we might as well, we might as well just play that one more time in case you missed it because it's a very short video. It's a 20 second video. But since we have a obligation to truth to you, Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's all the information we're going to get on this issue. That's what was released to the press today. We have an obligation to play this for you uh, one final time because we have been covering this. Uh, here is the Paul Pelosi moment of attack uh, with us sort of freeze framing it right before the uh, uh, the the gruesome attack occurs. Um, watch it for yourself. Fucking said 2620, right? No, 3640. Oh, yeah, it literally said in there. Hi. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, no. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on? I'm not getting an answer. I'm probably. Oh, Hey, I mean, I'm watching it with you guys, perhaps for the first time. Maybe you've seen it. I've seen it now. Twice. So we watched it live together. Uh, again, the reports were right. We were right. NBC was right. They suspended a reporter for saying true things, which is that Paul Pelosi, whether he's confused or shocked or scared, does not declare an emergency, does not run into the custody of the police. They fight for the hammer. The cops say, what's going on? Everyone goes, nothing. It's all good. Paul Pelosi actually speaks with the police officers. He's like, hi, hey, hi. That's what Paul Pelosi says. It's on the video. I don't know, man. That's what happened. Paul Pelosi can answer. Maybe he was just shocked. Maybe he was scared. Maybe he was maybe under like, maybe just extremely exceedingly calm in these moments. I don't know. It's curious behavior. It was reported accurately by this show and by others. Those shows were censored or kicked offline for doing real journalism. And that's really another huge scandal in coordination and in essentially competition here uh, with this story arc, which is why were good reporters punished for telling the truth about this strange uh, and tragic and horrific incident? Great question. Very good question. Ladies and gentlemen, the people who are actually truly evil here are obviously people who commit violence. Um, 
and there is absolutely no reason to ever commit violence. But the other people who are particularly nefarious and malevolent here are people who tried to keep information from you and or to weaponize this moment in order to get political advantage. That's particularly sick. There's a dark and utterly depraved thing to do. Joe Biden going out giving like using this opportunity to go give a speech about evil MAGA people and scream and yell blood red Marine standing behind him about how evil everyone is in order to get some type of cold calculated advantage in an election. That is sick, man. That is a that is an absolute repulsive thing. So let's say it one more time for the people in the back. We want Americans to live in peace, prosperity and happiness. We want Americans to live in safety and security. And that is why we organize our lives correctly. That's why we organize our priorities correctly. God, family, country. In San Francisco, which is a deeply, deeply sunken place, uh, those are not the priorities of the city of San Francisco. San Francisco is a, a lost and sad and horribly sunken uh, place. And when you go there, you can feel the spiritual energy. It's bad. Come to places that are brighter, that have not uh, been utterly like overtaken by darkness. Please. But if you do live there, then perhaps some solace in the scriptures for you at the end of our show here. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Romans 8.31. There is darkness in this world, and there is extreme evil. It is important to fight that evil. It is important to fight it with truth. And the greatest, most eternal, most universal truth is the truth of our salvation the truth found inside of the scriptures, and let that be a uniting force that gives us comfort, as it has given people comfort throughout all the ages. Ladies and gentlemen, if God is with us, then no one can be against us. No attacker, no evil super state cabal that wishes to control this country. They think they're in charge. They'll find out the hard way that God's in charge, as they always do. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you have been in charge <laughs> this week. We have had record viewership. We've had an exciting week. We've reported the news. We've talked through major issues, and we've asked big questions. And some of those questions are starting to get answered. And so that's important. And it's because of the work that we are doing here and because of the community that we're building. So we thank you so very much for watching. God bless all of you. Have a wonderful weekend with the ones that you love here in the greatest country on earth, America, still the greatest country on earth. So keep memeing, keep criticizing, keep fighting. We here at The Benny Show are fighting right alongside with you. My name is Benny Johnson. See ya.